Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If you really trust God, then you will obey Him no matter what, no matter at all, even if it seems radical. You see, this is where the rubber gets the road. For the majority of Christians, you've never experienced the real life of following Jesus Christ. How would you grade your commitment level to Christ? Today, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to consider the depth of their relationship and devotion to Jesus. For many, it can be easy to pray the salvation prayer and then continue in life as if nothing has changed. What a poor witness and representation of the life-altering move that was just made. Scripture states that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Are the characteristics of your life vastly different or strikingly similar to when you didn't know the Lord? Understand that He desires and expects every area of your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he continues with part two in his series entitled Unlimited Opportunities. The decisions we make today turn around and make us tomorrow. The end of that one story, I'll, I'll give you the conclusion. The Bible says when Jesus said that, the young man turned and walked away following himself sad. He made the wrong choice. You see, the call doesn't require Jesus to do anything more than the call. The response is up to you and me. Well, Pastor Mike, put some sense to it. To walk, I mean, Jesus isn't here. To, to walk the same road, what does that mean? Here's what it means. Write this down. Definition, all four campuses. To follow, become a disciple. And here's my definition of a disciple. It's a lifelong learner under discipline. In other words, as I follow Christ in this relationship, what Jesus was just saying to them was, come and do everyday life with me. I want you to copy my example of living. I want to be your role model. Uh, here's how to do life right. So that's exactly what this means. See, the first thing that happens in our life when we accept Jesus Christ, we become a convert. And then we move to this thing called discipleship. And that's what we call at this campus and all of our campuses a Christ follower because that's what we're doing. And you're going to see the difference between a convert and a disciple. Now, notice that says a lifelong learner. Why? 
Well, I, I've been a follower of Jesus Christ for more than 60 years. I'm still learning. See, if, if you're not still learning, you're kind of a miserable person. You think you got it all together? Good luck. I don't have it all together. So it's a lifelong learner. Notice the last part of that said, under discipline. It's a word we don't like. Under discipline. It means uh, someone's going to help me keep on the path. I need that. I need to be under loving discipline. Now, what Jesus was just trying to say was this. Guys, you're saved. You're all four saved. You're all converted. You're all going to heaven. But I want to show you what I want to really do with your life. I want to show you how to change your world as you yourself are changed. So that's what Jesus was saying, and that's what they responded. So I want to take just a moment to seal a moment. Here's my sandals. You've got them on. When Jesus says to you this morning, um, come follow me, what does that mean to you? Are you following? Or are you just a convert? This is tough stuff. This is great questions. You say, Pastor Mark, can you tell me a little bit about if I follow, what's that, what's that require? And then I can tell you how I'm doing. Yeah, I can. So here's the next one. Here's the key. Watch. To follow Jesus, these four men would do these three things. Notice. It's going to require a radical response. And what does that mean? Write these down. Trust, obedience, in an ongoing commitment. Trust, obedience, in an ongoing commitment. See, trust, to follow someone, you have to trust them. You wouldn't follow someone you don't trust. Now, for us scripturally, think about what the disciples did when they followed him. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what that night would look like. They didn't know where they would sleep. They didn't know what they were going to eat. They had no clue what a week from now would look like. For sure, they didn't know what a year from now would look like. But they followed. That's why I call it radical. Why? Because they trusted Jesus. They knew he was God. Now, I want you to turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Because we have the same question today. If you're going to follow, you have to trust God. As you turn to Psalm 139, halfway through the Old Testament... If you're going to follow God, you have to trust him. We already started today, number one, God holds our future in his hands. So we already know that. God's concerned about us. But I love this in the New Living Translation. We're like the disciples. We, if I follow God, I, I really don't know what tomorrow's like. I don't know what next year's like. So I have to learn to trust him. Look at Psalm 139. I begin in verse 3. God, you chart the path ahead of me. So he knows where he wants me to go. And you tell me, we'll learn more about that next week, he speaks to us, where to stop and rest. Every moment, you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. I love verse 5. You precede me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. 
And as he begins to think about this, the psalmist says, such knowledge, this is like amazing. It's too wonderful for me. It's too great for me to know. You see, I can trust God because, number one, God's, well, my future's in his hands already. He has a perfect plan for me, and his plan is always better than any plan I could ever come up with. And just look at me. I want to say this to you from my heart. I've been following Jesus for 60 years. You can trust following God. You can bet your life on it. It is the only way to live. You can trust him. Well, Corey Tim Boom says this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Well, not only is it going to require trust, the second word is obedience. Obedience. You see, if you trust someone, you'll obey them. Notice Peter and Andrew left everything, including their fishing business. John and James left everything, including their father. There were no excuses. We've already covered that. Simply radical obedience. They left their nets. They left their priorities. And they began to follow Jesus and his priorities. You see, if you and I are going to follow Jesus, there are some things that we'll simply have to leave behind. And following, we have a lot of people who think this. Following is, I'm following Jesus in the heart, Pastor Mark. Well, that's good. It's all about the heart. But following Jesus wasn't about their heart. It was about their body and their soul and the spirit. In other words, God comes first in our life. Now, if I follow Jesus, there's going to be changes, but they're good for me. For more than 90% of you, as you follow Jesus, it will not require you to change vocation. It will not require you to change location. It did for these disciples. They changed their vocation and their location. Totally. But for most of us, that will never happen. But it will require a change. And sometimes, you just have to leave it behind. Let's take a seal a moment. Ask yourself this question. You got your sandals on. Ask yourself this question. Is there someone or something that's keeping you from following Jesus and obeying him? If something pops into your mind, oh, Pastor Mark, I would follow him, I'd obey him, but you want to get rid of it. You want to leave it behind. Whatever is in your life today that's keeping you from following Jesus, a person, a relationship, whatever it is, let it go. Let it go. Well, there's a third thing. There's not, there's not only a trust that has to be required. It's radical. There's not only an obedience, but the third one is this. Ongoing commitment. If you really trust God, then you will obey him no matter what. No matter at all, even if it seems radical. You see, this is where the rubber hits the road. For the majority of Christians, 
you've never experienced the real life of following Jesus Christ. You've never experienced the real freedom because there's reservations around it. And because of that, you've never reached the potential that God has for you. It's radical, but it's really the only way to live. And I'm trying to kindly, through the Spirit, disturb you because the Spirit's been disturbing me. As you think about this commitment, it's going to be ongoing. You're going to have to commit to simply obeying God. Let me give you an illustration of how that works. What after following Jesus Christ, Peter and Andrew, they get Jesus alone one night. They've been following him for two months. And, and they say to Jesus, hey, Jesus, man, these last 60 days have been unbelievable. It's amazing. We watched you heal. We're learning how to touch people and have compassion. We don't know where we're standing the next night or what, but somehow God provides. This is absolutely amazing. But we've been talking. And since we've seen this, we have this vision of our fishing business being franchised throughout Galilee. <laughs> and so thanks for the last 60 days, uh, but we're actually going to go back to our fishing business in the Sea of Galilee. Oh, no, we're glad we're saved. You know, see, we know we're going to heaven. That's really all that matters. And we're going back there. And if things really get good, so we have lots of people, we might join up with you again. Now we look at that and laugh. And we look at that and go, that's a mark, that's stupid. But I want you to understand today, following Jesus is not an event. It's a daily lifestyle. Jesus didn't save you just to get you to heaven. When you're saved, you're going to heaven. He saved you and me so we could follow him daily and he could make us like him and we could change our world. I want you to write this statement down and think on it all week long. No one can follow Jesus part-time and be successful. By the way, those of you that know work rules, no one can follow Jesus per diem and be successful. I have to be honest with you. Probably 70% of people in our churches are following Jesus part-time. You're here on a Sunday. You're on a Saturday. You come to Wednesday night, maybe in a small Bible study. The other three or four days a week, you're kind of just doing your own deal. It's not a daily deal. And because of that, all kind of stuff goes wrong. This is hard. I've learned the hard way, still learning, that when I decide to make my own decisions and plans, when I lean on my own wisdom and understanding, I can tell you this, nothing good happens in my life. I still struggle just like you do. I can go five days in a row, everything is perfect, I'm, cons I'm, I'm just conscious of following him, getting his wisdom, asking for direction, and then all of a sudden stuff gets really busy and for two days I'm just doing what I know to do natural because I've been doing this forever. And at the end of the two days, God goes, Hey, how you doing? Uh, whoops. Now, what kind of a God, when he does that, what kind of a God do we have? Here's what I've discovered. 
God's forgiving, he's gracious, and he's patient. Aren't you glad? You see, often he has to remind me, wait a minute, we're supposed to be doing this thing together. And that's what I want to ask you, from the bottom of my heart to you, how much of your week are you doing together with God? We've segregated God to certain areas of our life. That's not what it means to follow Jesus. Every step tomorrow, he has planned for you. It's not weird, but it's fulfilling. And we need to come to the recognition of what you see these disciples doing. Recognize what they did. As you watch them doing this, What did this lifestyle of actually following Jesus daily, what did it offer them? What will it offer you and me? That's our fourth key. Write it down this morning. If I definitely follow him daily, what will it give me? It's a radical lifestyle that always leads to unlimited possibilities. We never know, we never ever know what's going to happen. In the simplest open door to witness somebody, to share with somebody, we we just never know. When these disciples left that fishing town, they didn't know what was ahead. When we left Merritt Island and came here, we didn't know what was ahead. And to be honest with you, every day sometimes is routine, but every day is exciting to me. It's not a boring obligation to follow Jesus. How could it be boring to follow God? But we have that mentality Somehow we have that mentality in our heads that it's legalistic, it's boring. Well, listen what Ken Hughes says about the disciples leaving. Following Jesus to them meant an immensely expanded life. The horizon of these fishermen's lives was bound by the margins of Galilee. Once in a while they'd go down to Jerusalem for a religious festival, but by and large they knew little more than the deck of their boat, the currents of the lake, and a handful of people in the marketplace. Then Christ came and said, follow me. And how their world changed. In place of Galilee, this 7 by 13 inch lake where they'd known the people all their life, the last generation, the next generation, boring. John was to become the bishop of Ephesus. Peter would go to Rome. Andrew as far as the borders of Russia. But it wasn't just the places. It was their interaction with people. They would learn to touch lives. They would learn to share that powerful message. Peter, a fisherman, no education. Filled with the Spirit would give his first sermon with no notes, no computer, no time. 3,000 people respond to the radical call. You see, how did that happen? Because obeying God, trusting God, and making a commitment to follow him opens the door to unlimited possibilities. Jesus knew that once these men began following, their lives would never be the same. And that's what probably 80% of believers do not understand. Write this next down. This key is what God wants for your life. 
It's the same key once for my life. If we follow Jesus, we actually do become the hands and the feet in the mouth of Jesus. We get to change our world daily for God. Why is there so much confusion with believers? Why are they afraid to do this? It's because the enemy has blocked our minds to the potential God has for us. And we're afraid to let go. And we trust our own wisdom more than we trust the all-knowing God. Now remember, for 90% of you, it will not require a change in vocation or location. It's just a change in mentality daily. Walking. Touching, sharing the good things. See, we almost become like many of our unsaved friends and neighbors who say to us when we invite them to church, well, why would I want to go to church? I don't want to be bored. I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be forced to give money. I don't want to hear a list of do's and don'ts. And yet they don't understand. There is nothing more exciting, more expanding, more challenging than following Jesus Christ every single day. And even when I blow it, he's graceful, he forgives me, and I start following again. In spite of all the failure and the trials and difficulties of life, I just want to say to you this, the life of a Christ follower who's really following daily is absolutely the most exciting lifestyle in all the world. But me telling you will not get you to experience it. You have to experience it. You have to begin walking. Write this next statement down. My future, put your name in there, has unlimited possibilities when I follow Jesus daily. That's why this is a life-changing message. My future has unlimited possibilities when I follow Jesus daily. Your future. What if Peter, when Jesus said to him, come follow me, Peter went, no. You see, the decisions we make today turn around and make us tomorrow. But Peter didn't say no. You don't want to say no. You want to begin following the one who created you, the one who saved you, the one who has a plan for your life that's bigger and better than anything you can ever imagine. But it's never about you. It's about being the hands and the feet and the mouth of Jesus. The time is now. It's time to start learning to follow. Our Savior's radical message, radical call, and a believer's radical response all require immediate action. Today, Pastor Mark challenged listeners to follow God with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength. A disciple is a lifelong learner under discipline. To follow Christ is to become a disciple of Christ. Would people around you look at your life today and say that you are a disciple of Christ? He's asking for all of you today. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. 
To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. What can a radical lifestyle following Christ lead to in my life today? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that a radical lifestyle always leads to unlimited possibilities. If we follow Jesus, we become the hands, feet, and mouth of Jesus. There's no greater purpose in life than to glorify God by how you live your life. A lifestyle of radical obedience will always bring glory to God. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. in a hurry